Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where you take a great pop music album and break it down. Did you say Track by Track? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I for some reason thought you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great music album and break it down track by track. We provide a joyful noise about joyful noises. And on the turntable this week, we've got a joyful noise by Gossip. First time on Track by Track, and they're very welcome uh, uh, onto the podcast. More than welcome, absolutely, yes. And we have gone with uh, A Joyful Noise, which is there to date their most recent album, even though it was from 2012. Dan, why are we talking about them today? We're talking about them today, Will, because we have been celebrating LGBTQ plus history month, and this is the last week in this mini-series. Uh, and what a wonderful way to go out with a great band and also a great album that is very new to me, actually, but you know and love this one well, don't you? I do. Uh, it's a really great, um, it's a really great pop album. I'm a big fan of gossip and all of their musical work, but this for me is where their edgier, rawer sounds intersect with some pop uh, finessing from the one and only Mr. Brian Higgins, and he's here with us today. No, he's not. He's here yeah. Because of social distancing, we weren't able to have him here. And also the fact that he didn't want to do it. No, we didn't. We didn't even ask him. We didn't even ask him. I think we're in for a treat. I know mixed reception at the time when this album came out, but I'm a big fan of this album and, and some absolute solid gold pop tracks to come today. We've got that. We've got some remixed further listening uh, and I'm sure a few pithy comments from Dan. That's all coming up on your Tuesday <laughs> track by track. So the Gossip are an American rock band uh, formed in 1999 in Arkansas. Uh, obviously, not obviously, I'm, not, I'm assuming everyone has a knowledge, but Beth Ditto, front woman, uh, icon, LGBTQ plus icon Beth Ditto. But also in the band, you've got uh, Race Payne and Hannah Billy. Silly Billy. And they were around all together up until around 2016. Beth uh, Ditto has been on and off the scene. She had her own solo work. Do you remember that great track, Fire, from her uh, solo album of 2017, Fake Sugar? Candor <laughs> And they did get back together for some gigs in 2019, didn't they? They were celebrating the 10th anniversary of, I think it was Music for Men, maybe, the album that came before this. So there's still, you know, there's still possibilities of future gossip work, I think, and hope because I'd love to see some of the songs we're talking about today perform live. So Dan, should we get stuck in? Let's get stuck into a joyful noise with side one, track one, and it's a melody emergency. You got a head on your shoulders, you got a bone in your back. 
So, Melody Emergency there, Will. I'm going to say something quite controversial here. I don't think I've ever said this before on Track by Track. Oh, go on. I, I, I really like this song, but I don't think they set out their stall for the album. I think it's a little bit of a red herring, perhaps. It's a wonderful track. It's a great guitar, drum, bass, vocal, everything you'd expect from Gossip. But I really don't think there's too much of that sort of Xenomania influence on this track. But it's still great. What do you think? Uh, what a great time to talk about fantastic album artwork. Is this the first time I've ever done it for the opening track on an album? Do you know what? I think it might be. And I don't know how you spell do you know what, like I just said it then. But do you know what? I think it might be. Got a je at the start of it. Hmm. Uh, so this... <laughs> Such is the strength for me of the rest of the album that this yeah. is the track that I would like to talk about the album artwork in. Uh, so it's quite a scary uh, prospect, actually, mm. the album artwork, because it's a, a kind of animated... What am I trying to say? Special guest uh, Ronnie Corbett's joining us for today's episode. <laughs> and the producer said to me... <laughs> um, do you some those? of our listeners are too young. I don't know who Ronnie Corbett is. <laughs> I don't think they are. Um, uh, it's a uh, a caricature of Beth Ditto. She's got massive hair, uh, lime green eyes, bright red lips, and a massive hand. It is. It's a little bit. It's it's quite Halloweeny, I suppose. But it's. Um, I think it's still like a nice homage to Beth because she does wear these incredible big bright outfits and she's never been afraid of uh of showcasing her her own style and i think she's done modeling as well hasn't she she maybe she's done some design work or making that up i don't know um but it's a very interesting cover yeah she's done a bit of modeling <laughs> you did a bit of modeling didn't you well i wasn't aware of, the, of it at the time but uh yes uh but i don't like to talk about that too much because it's very embarrassing the whole thing I, a full disclosure, I didn't know what I was signing. No, but if you have got an old uh, Freeman's catalogue and you go to the Undie pages, you might see a young Will Warren there. <laughs> <laughs> Which was weird because he said it, he was a doctor and it was for a medical journal. Well, they did look like medical pants, to be honest, Will. Lots of, the sort of paper ones you put on at hospital. <laughs> uh just back to the artwork. Uh, the, <laughs> so, the gossip uh, uh, logo on there is the same one that they've used in previous album as well. Oh, good. I like that. I like that. Mm. Sticking with sticking with it. Uh, but, you know, I, I often say this, but I don't dislike this track at all, but I just think there are much better tracks on the rest of the album. Just unfortunate that it's the first track that I'm talking about the artwork. But it gets out of the way. Yeah, but with that in mind, Will, is how did you feel then when you, I guess when you first listened to this album, you were really looking forward to, to that blend of Xenomania or Brian Higgins and Gossip. And actually, I think at the time, Beth Ditto described this as a Brian Higgins Gossip album, not just a Gossip album produced by Brian Higgins. But what did you think about this song at the time? Do you remember the first time you heard it? Yeah, I was a bit disappointed, uh, but... I trusted there was some good stuff still to come. Mm. And obviously I'd heard the singles, so I knew that they course, had it in yes. that that partnership did work. So I was hopeful. You've always got hope. So, Will, should we move on to track two? Let's move on to track two. And uh, this is uh, lead single from the album. Don't get 
perfect world. You did your best and now Perfect world there, Dan. That uh, that was the the single that launched this whole album, this new era for gossip. I love it because I think for me, it perfectly combines the the sensibilities of gossip tracks of old, but with a slightly more poppier bent to them. But I love how almost heart desperate and heart and over dramatic the lyrics are to it and it takes a little while for the track to get going and i think that's great because it really makes everything breathe a little bit more uh and i just love from the opening strains of that all the way through you just 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 lovely yeah i'm such a big fan of this song i can't believe that this album passed me by in when it's released in 2012, I suppose. Hey, it was an Olympic year. I was busy. I was, you know, watching the Jubilee and the Olympics and all that. Kind oh, of thing. you were in the men's pole vaulting, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Not an official contender, but I did manage to wangle my way through security. Well, you were sniffing around the Olympic Village looking for uh, athletes' poles to vault. <laughs> um, but, but they didn't let you anywhere near Tom Daly, did they? Sadly not. But since then, it's been a different story. So. Yeah, it's an amazing song. I did read, Will, upon doing my research, I read that Beth Ditto listened to a lot of ABBA to kind of as research or as preparation for a popular album. And I think, like you said before, about the kind of the yearning, the dramatics, I think you can re- and that kind of blended with fantastic pop music. You can really hear that on this song and loads of other songs that are coming up as well. Uh, and, I ju- and I think as well as the lyrics, just the production, this is when you start to feel the Brian Higgins impact. Because you've got so many layers to that production. The classic, he loves his guitars, and that's, you know, in full effect here. But, you know, you've got the synths in there as well, uh, and a bit of wonderful bit of percussion in there. Yeah. And that chorus is just so infectious. You can't, even if you don't know the words, you can't help but sing along with it. And I just love it when a band that kind of, for all intents and purposes, gossip were, did start out as like a rock sort of punky band didn't they and this mm. is so pop and i love it when a, a band like that like i'm thinking arcade fire doing everything now or something like that when a when a rocky band just goes really poppy um because they're so good at obviously they're already great at uh, they can play instruments they can write a fantastic melody um and just the whole combination of it is you know you end up with this song which is fantastic I think it's a great testament to a group that are very comfortable in their in their talents in their in their world that they can then try other things and do other things as well. Mm. Uh, and I think if you want to go pop, you want to pick one of the best pop producers of the time to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. And where was Stuart Price? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, of course. We love Stuart. We love Brian. We love Bifco, we love Steve Anderson, we love everyone. Uh, we anyone. love everyone, yeah. Uh, I'm not drunk. But you are under the influence of something else, aren't you? 
Yes. But Dan, I'd love to stay and party, but I've got to go to work. Work. Oh. Work, work, work. Why is that? Because it's time for track three. Oh. So get a job there. That this is one of the first great moments uh, on this album. And I think it's got a classic gossip chorus to it as well, and obviously the spoken word intro. But there's some wonderful sounds in there as well, and I couldn't tell you what they are. I've not heard you trying to describe the sounds for quite a while, Will. So this could be quite fun. Is there any way you you think you might be able to do that? It almost sounds like someone's running a fork around a metal colander quickly. That sounds absolutely horrible. <laughs> it's a joyful noise. <laughs> uh, I thought there was quite a lovely low hum that was present, uh, quite a low synthy hum throughout that. Very atmospheric, these tracks. And I love the slow start and then euphoric chorus uh, and the kind of pre-chorus into the chorus, just classic gossip, but in a really poppy way. I think, yeah, you, we've hinted at this already and we probably will say it again, but the wonderful thing about this is despite Brian Higgins' production and despite some of the other songwriters that um, have worked on this, it doesn't take away from Gossip's own sound. It's very much there and very much present. Uh, actually, you raise a good point, Dan. Apart from Brian Higgins, is there anyone else involved in this album? Because you're normally on ch- in charge of production uh, credits. Yes, do you know what, Will? You're absolutely right there. I complete. I got so wrapped up in the track previous, Perfect World, I forgot to mention that there were a couple of other songwriters on that. So throughout the album, it's Gossip that have written the songs and Brian Higgins that have produced, with the exception of two songs. One is Perfect World, the one before this. That whole also has Luke Fitton and Toby Scott co-writing, and they worked as part of Xenomania and working on tracks such as Girls Aloud, Something New, and Amelia Lilly's Shut Up and Give Me What You Got. And also on the next track, Move in the Right Direction, we've got Gossip writing with uh, Brian. But back to Get a Job, Will. So, yes, Get a Job indeed. And uh, I wonder if she did get a job. A real job, you mean? Yeah, like on the till somewhere. Oh, yeah, hopefully. In the supermarket. (laughs) I have to specify as well, we've talked about the synth on this one. We've talked about some of the guitars, which whenever I hear guitars in a pop song now, I think of you. I think as Track by Track has progressed and as I've got to know you a little bit better, I've realised just how much you actually, you do love guitar, but within the confines of a pop production. Um, and that's a I, real, actually, sorry to interrupt, Dan. Well, no, I'm not sorry. You're doing it, so. I'm going so. to make a good point. Yeah. Uh, guitars in pop music uh, is a Xenomania staple. And if you listen to a lot of Girls Aloud songs and other tracks they've work and worked on, you've always got a very prominent guitar in there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that I would think about in terms of production that they do feel very passionately about. Whether it's Brian uh, or Miranda or just the whole uh, business altogether. 
No, you're quite right. Thank you for interrupting me there with that, Will. Uh, but it, also, it's the drums on this one. There's a wonderful sort of drum break that happens, and it's quite 80s sounding, which, of course, we're big fans of that 80s uh, electronic drum sound, as heard in stuff like Pet Shop Boys and the like. Um, but that's my one of my favourite kind of key points of this track. Track four now, Dan, and I think this is probably one of the poppiest moments on the album, so let's enjoy it for all it's worth. Move in the right direction. Move in my direction. <laughs> Keeping my head up, looking forward. Reminiscing will get you nowhere. Never say never, starting over. It's not perfect, but it's getting closer. I hold back tears so I can move in the right direction. I have fixed my fears. Now I can move in the right direction. So move in my direction there. And that, no, that's not. That's the name of a Bananarama song. <laughs> that is the name of a banana. I think I threw you off before there, Will. Move in my direction. No, I've done it again. Uh, move in the right direction there. Dan, is this the poppiest, most Xenomania-esque that the gossip go on this uh, album? Yeah, I definitely think it is. I think, but it it's just still, it completely suits gossip it you know it doesn't sound out of the ordinary it doesn't sound like they're covering someone else's song but because it is the poppiest i think that this one more than any other song on the album this could have been like a girls aloud song or something like that i think would have worked perfectly for them uh but as we know uh, uh gossip wrote all of the tracks on this album themselves so they all came from them uh, I have to say, though, there are not just on this track, but on the whole album, there are a couple of other notable uh, contributors uh, that you'll be familiar to if you're a fan of Xenomania and you've listened to some of the other episodes where we have talked about Xenomania tracks. So you've got uh, Matt Gray, who's one of uh, the main parts of the Xenomania production team, uh, and Fred Falk as well, who's obviously a producer, remixer, uh, artist in his own right uh, but this was something he was involved in as well again he's had a lot to do with Xenomania in the past this track is it's instant it's zippy it's bouncy there's a great uh, there's a great bass guitar as well towards the end of the track so it's everything that you want from uh, this collaboration isn't it yeah I, it from the off you, you just know this one is going to be sort of one for the dance floor the beat of this one is just desperate to drag you to the dance or to the dance floor or to even seeing gossip live. Well, have you seen gossip live? I haven't, unfortunately. Oh, you should have said something out of taking you. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've had a chance, but Jill Tyrrell. Oh, and uh, the lovely Kath. Um, and the guitar in this one, Will, is just fantastic. Again, we're talking a lot about guitar on this episode. I suppose it's quite right for a band like Gossip, who have a guitarist. But it does on this one, it makes me think of, and we've said this so many times, but it makes me think of this is possibly a little bit of what Franz Ferdinand's Xenomania sessions might have sounded like, particularly that that middle eight with the, and the guitar in that. Oh, and as we've said before, we would love to hear what those... Dan, surely we've done enough. We've committed enough to uh, all of the main players and stakeholders to be afforded uh, the confidence of whoever's holding those uh, audio files under lock and key. You would think, Surely. wouldn't you? So Brian, 
Alex, anyone, if you're listening. Anyone. Do... Lisa, Lisa's got Lee. Help. Do you think she's got them? She's no, but I think them. she could She could help us out. She's absolutely lovely. Fairy godmother. capital. One other thing you get with this one, Will. A wonderful fade at the end. Absolutely lovely. We do like a long fade at the end. Hmm. And we do like an abrupt finish as well. So we're oh. quite contradictory there. I'm more used to an abrupt finish, to be honest. <laughs> Track five. This yes. is Casualties of War. So that was Casualties of War. Very dramatic title there. And I absolutely love this one. We're slowing things down. It's kind of a a ballad, but it's a big pop ballad. And particularly, Will, Beth's voice on this one, you know, we know that Beth can, can, she can belt them out. She can scream like kind of a a rocker. But on here, it's just, um, there's a real vulnerability and a real kind of heartbrokenness uh, to the track. And of course, uh, well, I say of course, in case you didn't know, uh, during making this record, Beth, uh, she lost her father and she broke up with a long-term partner. So there was a lot of that emotion going into the lyrics uh, of this album. Uh, this is a beautiful track, Dan, actually. It's probably one of the more low-key numbers. Uh, but interestingly, you said to me earlier that you thought this was one of my favourite tracks. Yes, I did. Yeah, I had to think about that. I, thought, I was going to call you. I was going to call you a liar for a second there, Will. But no, you are quite right. Natural um, reaction. Yeah. <laughs> and is it one of your faves? No. But you do like it still. Yeah, but it's there were probably at least seven tracks on on this eleven track album that I like more. Okay. Again, on this one, wonderful guitar. Wonderful guitar twang on this one. I thought it was almost Johnny Cash esque. And I don't think we've mentioned him many times on Track by Track. No. Uh, what made you say that? The Just the guitar twang, really. <laughs> that, that, that thing I said. <laughs> and the lyrics, or I, I should say lyrically. Lyrically. I think there's something so simple about uh, Beth singing, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm fighting tears. You couldn't tell. And just this idea of, of lovers lost and the heartbroken being casualties of war. I really like that that imagery. I think it's a lovely song. I think I'm really, mm. really I've, I've I've fallen for this song. Will you could say? Oh bless you! You you do fall very easily, don't you? It's my dyspraxia. <laughs> Track six now, uh, and we're going into the wild. This reminds me a little bit of uh, the fire track by Beth, just a bit slower. Yes, actually, it's funny. I didn't say at the time. I don't know why I didn't say at the time, but the fire track from Beth is weird because obviously this 
gossip moved more and more and more into a pop kind of uh, territory and then fire and this and i assume some more of that solo stuff went a bit rockier um i think probably more this sound is is more me um but yeah i really like i like how there's a real groove to this one it's a, it's a chill track it's a laid-back track compared to the some of the big bangers we've got but it's a really nice groove to it a real groove you could say <laughs> Uh, but I like it. I like that because we've got some absolute epic bangers still to come on this album, mm. and I don't want to. I don't want to uh, uh, jump jump the gun. But the last <laughs> two tracks on this album are phenomenal. Oh, the two faves. Yeah. Oh, I keep. Why am I badgering you so much today to sound like your favourite? <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I do apologise. Of course, I've been back at this school playground again when you know who my best friends are no we are best friends aren't we well they'll take that offline because you put me on the spot there and it's very uncomfortable actually track seven seems quite apt now something i yes. might have to do <laughs> this is get lost there i love this track it's a bit of a funkier little number dan you might say it's almost a little bit balearic oh no i was gonna say there's a lot there's a great house piano in there so if i was gonna yeah. coin one of my own catchphrases i'd probably say it's quite manchester inspired <laughs> <laughs> but i wasn't gonna say that well you forced me into it you backed me into a corner and I acted like a frightened fox hmm um but when it starts, this one, it does throw me off a bit, doesn't it? I thought it was going to be another more subdued moment. Uh, and I thought, oh, we're getting more of these uh, than, I, than I thought we'd get from a gossip Xenomania collab. Uh, but yeah, that, that piano comes in. And then it's one of those tracks that as it goes on, particularly those last 30 seconds, so many elements thrown into it, it becomes this wonderful thing. But you're right, the piano is the star of the show in that. And I guess it's flexing a little bit of a star that we haven't heard yet on the album. Not on this one, but I think I'm sure. I think there's a track on the last album that had a really great piano element to it. It does remind me a little bit of some of the featured artist work that Beth has done for other groups. Like, uh, do you remember Cruel Intentions with Simi Mobile Disco? Um, you've you've brought a memory back to me, actually, Will. And whilst we're on the subject of. Uh, some uh, likenesses in Beth's solo work. Uh, open heart surgery, and I wrote the book. Also, a good opportunity to link to Get Lost as well. You just like saying Get Lost, don't you? Get Lost. Just rack off. <laughs> Up yours. <laughs> That's very British. Yeah. <laughs> Nick is to you. Track number eight, then. This is Involved. Yeah. 
another a slightly more low key track, but I love uh, the guitar in that. The kind of uh, and it's got a great synth running through it as well. Yeah, and I think this one actually makes me feel like, well, maybe not in this version, but I can imagine just because of the structure of the song, I can imagine what this might have sounded like in demo form, and I can imagine it sounding more early gossip than some of the other tracks on here, uh, which. Um, maybe it's that huge chorus as well. There's a really massive chorus in this one, isn't there? Mm. It's another. You see, this is where I just. There were some very mediocre reviews for this album, and I really disagree. I really enjoyed this album, uh, and I think maybe it's not as, it's not going to hit you over the head with attitude like some of the other tracks they previously released. But I think there's some great pop production on display here. It's a great album. It's. Yeah, I don't get the reviews, but I think sometimes... Do you know what? Now, it's kind of... Maybe it's more um, more, of, more of the done thing, more of an okay thing for acts to be poppier. And maybe this was released at a time when people were a bit more unsure about that. So mm. Gossip Working with Xenomania, people thought, no, they've gone too pop, they've lost themselves, they've lost their original sound. And in fact, they were just trying something new and, and growing as artists. Track number nine now, uh, Horns. So horns there. Well, when I saw this title, I was expecting a song about the devil or a Viking or something like that. But actually, it's all about the horns, isn't it? Well, yeah, you've got this sort of funky, brassy pop number, which, again, something completely different that you wouldn't expect uh, Gossip to do. Uh, And it really gets you moving and grooving, doesn't it? It does. So disco, so funky. And then that added to the chorus of the beat goes on. Yes, it does. It's an, and just another one that's dying to be heard. I, I, you know, I'd love to hear this on a dance floor or seeing Gossip live. Um, it's, it's just a, such an upbeat, infectious number. Uh, do you think when they set out to do this album, they wrote these songs, they knew it was going to end up in such a poppy space? Was I, that the original intention, do you think? Yeah, I really don't know. I mean, as I said with uh, with the previous track, it felt like, for me anyway, it feels like it could have been rockier in an early version. And I guess with this one as well, actually, it's not it's it's not screaming Xenomania, this one, is it? No. <laughs> um, but also what it does have, and maybe this is the, the production and the, and the Brian Hagen factor, some really fun electronics alongside all the horns and the bass and the guitar. And some, in particular, some little squelches on this track that I did like. <laughs> You've got to scrape them off the bottom of your shoe. Because <laughs> <laughs> actually, I don't know if the little squelches were on the track, or I don't know if you were making those noises. How dare you? <laughs> so we're on to the penultimate track on the album. Get ready for this, Dan, because this one is synth heavy. I won't play.
again, this is another brilliant example of the gossip meets Brian Higgins, and you've got a brilliant combination, the clash of the two. So you've got a classic gossip chorus with some incredible production and synth work in there as well. I just think it makes an epic track. It really does. And then from from those little squelches I spoke about earlier to some really big, deep squelches on this one, the electronics are fantastic and fascinating. And I like how they kind of come in and out of the song. So for the chorus, you said before, it's very gossip. There's like a, the fuzz of the guitars and there's really a lot of bass in there. And then just after the chorus, it goes back to that, that electronic sound. Um, it's another it's another fantastic combination of the two. And it, again, to your point earlier, what were the reviewers on when they when they were far from overly complimentary about this album because this this is an album track it's the penultimate ultimate uh penultimate album track penultimate track sorry and it's still fantastic and it leads us nicely into the last track on the album and dan this is what finally happens when the boy from the chip shop succumbed to you and your ways and you had that wonderful moment um, love in a foreign place. So oh, finally, a happy ending to that story. So love in a foreign place there. Dan, that's my favourite song on the album. I can completely understand why, Will. It is absolutely fantastic. I love it's just isn't it's just the most fantastic fusion of you know the rock music that gossip bring and the uh the pop music that Brian Higgins is known for. And then they just throw on dance music, just a really heavy dose of dance music and electronics in this one, and it is so good. Our best moment is, I think it's like three minutes 40 when there's a complete breakdown and then this huge crescendo into the chorus again at the end. And I think, obviously, we're always on watch for Peter Out and albums that Peter Out. This is like so the opposite. This album ends with a bang. Yeah, I think actually, Will, I don't know about you. Well, there's actually a few songs on this album that I think could have been singles. But this one in particular, I don't know if it should have been a single, but I think particularly with that outro and that electronica that you talked about, I think it's dying for a remix, this one. And I don't think there are any of this one, certainly not um, officially available, I should say. And it's four minutes, 23. I think this could be like six, seven minutes and, you know, there'd be even more room for it to breathe and the build ups and the breakdowns and the huge moments in it. I think it's brilliant. And of course, this is the last. Uh, is this the last gossip song on an album or closing an album to date? As you said before, so it's kind of a really fun place to leave it. It's been it's been nine years nearly since it came out. I hope it isn't the end. The last thing we ever hear from gossip as a as an album band as a recording band. But if it is, what a way to go out! And before further listening, just a quick word on the album performance. Uh, mixed mixed reception, it has to be said. So like The Independent gave it 4 out of 5. The Guardian gave it 3 out of 5. NME gave it 3 out of 10. Uh, NME. And Entertainment Weekly gave it a B-. So really mixed. But who cares, Dan, about all of that? I think we've shown how good a pop album this is. 
uh, and actually, it's a great mix. It's a great meeting of musical minds. Yeah, absolutely. And as we said earlier, with the Xenomania Franz Ferdinand sessions, and also there was the Xenomania New Order sessions, it's a real shame that maybe people, maybe those acts were scared to put out something poppier or something with a different sound, because I would love to have those in my iPod library. Uh, and it got to number 47 in the UK album charts, but it did a lot better across Europe. Good. So we're on for some further listening. We're having a bit of a remix uh, vibe, aren't we, today? So, Dan, I'd love for you to kick us off with a Joyful Noise remix. I would absolutely love to, Will. And if you are after a remix from some of these tracks, you are blessed because there's a whole remix EP. However, the track I'm going for, Will, isn't on there. I am going to be playing a little bit of the CSS remix of Move in the Right Direction. So that's the remix from CSS there. CSS, if you don't already know, they're a Brazilian act. Uh, fantastic debut album, Can Say This uh, Sexy. Um, and they've done some wonderful Ooh. stuff <laughs> since then. They've even collaborated with the likes of uh, Bobby from Primal Scream and Duran Duran as well, just to make sure I mention them in every single episode. <laughs> um, but I love what they bring to this track. Will, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's a great mix, isn't it? They've made it a bit heavier, a bit harder, which probably leans in further towards like the original kind of gossip approach uh, and less near towards the Xenomania pop. But I think it's a, it's a lovely kind of flip side of the original version because it makes it feel more like a original gossip song. Definitely. And Will, if, uh, if you're happy to sign it off, I'd quite like to put CSS on the track by track long list. Consider it signed off. Will, what remix goodie have you got for us? I've gone for a very track by track uh, appropriate remix. This is the Scissor Sisters remix of Get a Job. So that was the Scissor Sisters remix of Get a Job. They've made it a bit housier, a bit camper, a bit more dramatic, if that was possible in this song, because it does kick off in its own right as well. Uh, but I love the fact that Gossip are collaborating still with Scissor Sisters. Feels like they're cut from the same cloth. Absolutely. And Will, as the last track we're going to play as part of our LGBTQ plus history month, it feels very fitting to have this track and this collaboration. And it is wonderful as well. I have to just put that bit in there. It's wonderful. And that is from a Joyful Noise remix EP, which is available now on streaming services. We're, We're out, out of, of time. time. 
So do let us know not only what you thought to gossip and a joyful noise and this wonderful collaboration with Brian Higgins, also what you thought to our LGBTQ plus history month at Track by Track UK. And do take a moment to give us a wonderful glowing review on Apple Podcasts and a rating. Thank you very much. And Will, would yes. you be able to give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming next on Track by Track? Oh, God, Dan, now you're asking. Yeah, so this is a uh, a dance act from the 80s and early 90s who had huge success back in the day, only just recently returning to streaming services with some of their music. Uh, but they made some huge, epic uh, dance bangers back in the day and uh, I've been so excited for a long time about talking about them on track by track but Dan you better do your research I am going to be I'm going to have my head in a book for the rest of the week or the internet well it makes a change from a uh, man's lap <laughs> so until <laughs> next time <laughs> I've been Beth Ditto and I've been Brian Higgins. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's a wonderful ending. <laughs> <laughs>